Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Select Star, the HarperDB podcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Today, we have a guest from Spain who is named Martin. Um, he's a front-end JavaScript developer and a conference speaker. I'm pretty excited to be chatting with you today. So thanks for joining us. Hello. Hello. And before we get started, um, would love to hear just a little bit about who you are, your background, where you're based out of, any fun facts or anything like that. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I can start. I'm, I live in Spain already like eight years, but I'm, I'm originally from Poland. Okay. And uh, and yeah, like uh, I I like my I like my current country. It's well, the weather is nice, but it's it's getting pretty pretty hot recently. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, uh, it's good. I think it's getting hot everywhere recently. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and what what part of Spain are you in? Uh, right now, I I live in in Valencia, which is. Uh, which is on the east coast, uh, on the Mediterranean. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like the, the third biggest city, uh, just after Madrid and Barcelona. It's it's slightly less known than than those cities, but uh, it has a it has a very good vibe. Uh, a lot of uh, tech community here, like the the online uh, online space is very active, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good place. Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah I was I visited there once a long time ago I remember the the building there's a really cool building on the water that's like a sphere or a half sphere um I can't remember what it's called but uh, yes Ciudad um, de Ciencias yeah yeah um that was really cool all the architecture there is really cool um very cool and so so what's your sort of background in tech um what are you doing now for work or how long have you been in the tech industry how long have you been a developer uh well right now right now like the the last eight years i'm i'm javascript developer eight or nine years uh i'm re i mostly work with with angular js with the older angular but uh, well there is there are still companies using it and as often you you see in the tech like once you start everything, uh, well, once you build a, a complete solution using one one technology, then it's then you're kind of stuck with it. Like rewrites are uh, rewriting everything from scratch is, is kind of difficult, so it doesn't happen that often. And uh, and yeah, like I'm I'm uh, I'm working with it. I uh, I started like very very long time ago. I was probably around ten. So it was, <laughs> it, it was, That's it was kind impressive. of funny. <laughs> uh, what? That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, like actually, like I don't know what, what how it happened, but but my, like my mother has noticed that I spend a lot of time with computers, so she probably figured out that it would be better if I were uh, doing something useful and not not playing computer games. She kind of scared me into thinking that it's already too late <laughs> that i should be i don't know when <laughs> started starting programming when i was six i guess uh but anyway like i i had a i had this this opportunity of, of starting like pretty early uh my father had um at the company where he was working there were some some programmers so he he just 
brought some books from WAG and and like I spent a lot of time just trying to figure out uh, how to start a compiler. My, my first language was Visual Basic 6, I think. And of course I was trying to making uh, video, some video games with it. Uh, it's, it's not so easy to make an uh, asteroid-like uh, game with, with spaceships going around when you have no clue what is <laughs> about tri tri trigonometry. Uh, but anyway, like I, I was, I was experimenting, and this is this is how I started. Later, when I was already working, I, I, I met a lot of people who actually started, like let's say, at normal age. So, um, so yeah. But my, my start was like I, I had a I had a very very head start. Yeah, so that was that was nice. <laughs> that's that's unique. That's um, clearly you knew what you were passionate about, and you decided to stay on that track, which is great. Um, are you, and, and what are you doing now? Do you, do you work for yourself? Are you, are you with a company at the moment or? I, I'm self-employed. Like okay. I, actually I was pretty much always self-employed. Uh, awesome. It's just, I don't know. It's I, 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 because like the, the benefits sounds good in general, but like when I was at the beginning of my career, I was, I was working in Poland. So like the, like yeah, it, it, it usually made economical sense just to just to be self-employed, and then once once I got got used to uh, like the uh, the typical downsides of of well, if you are not working, you are not making money. So like if you get sick, you want you you have vacation, then you have to kind of budget around it. Uh, I this is how I started. So like I. This is something I, I was always having in my mind, and uh, and yeah, like I I like I like the flexibility of the uh, of the hours. So this is <clears throat> this is definitely definitely a big uh, big advantage for me. Yeah, that that makes sense. I think that's one of the biggest arguments I hear for people that are self-employed. Um, it's just the the flexibility, the autonomy. It's um, there's definitely pros and cons, but I think that's one of the biggest mm. I hear. <laughs> Um, awesome. So I, I know you mentioned that you are exploring QA on your blog currently. Um, mm -hmm. Wanted to, you know, touch a little bit into that, you know, software testing QA. Why is this important for companies and teams and individual developers to do? Um, and what are the different sort of methods and, and types of software testing that can be done? So like, yeah, uh so so in general like uh, for for front end developers i think well the for any developer uh writing unit test is kind of like a very big part of the uh of the profession because uh, like it's 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 not always the good the best choice but like doing doing this um uh red green uh uh, te like test-driven development with with when you are first writing unit test and then you are you are trying to make a, to update code in a way that it will make the test pass. So this is this is very nice process for for just creating the uh, creating the code, which like pretty much the alternative is that you are kind of trying to do something and and go to the browser and click through your application and. It's it's always like kind of tempting to do this, um, let's say, quick and dirty approach. But like in long long um, 
uh, long run, it makes more sense to spend some time investing into learning how to write unit tests than invest time into uh, first creating tests and after that creating your application code. And uh, because you will have to test in one way or, or another anyway, and if you are writing tests, then you have something something um, something left, something that you will you will be able to uh, to put to your commit, store for for later, and 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 have some kind of reference of what the code is uh, what the code is supposed to do. So this is this is let's say like unit testing, just checking that the function uh, that the methods and functions are doing the things that that they are expected to do, and uh, and on a on a Slightly like on a on a from from like from a from a higher point of view, like you, it would be great to just see if the user is able to uh, to go for, uh, to to use our application to achieve to to do the things in the application they they want to do. So for for this kind of testing, we have end-to-end um, -end testing, which are <clears throat> which are kind of a way of auto automating what the uh what the user would be doing just like clicking for our application filling up forms like see, seeing if the results are uh, uh are if on the screen we have the the results we expect and uh, and as you work like you you will do it manually but um but it's it's just when while you are programming right you don't want to you want you don't want your application to only behave um, correctly when you are pro when you are doing some when you are aware that you are doing some changes to uh, to uh, to a given part you want right. to have some kind of um, process to make sure that the application will be correct like in a half a year or like in whatever whatever time it will be uh, it will be still used and and it will still need to be uh, doing the things we want, and for that, it's, um, E2E is is a is a is a great um, writing uh, E2E test is a is a great uh, uh, great tool for for achieving the um, uh, the high quality, and uh, and yeah, like as a as a as a front end developer. Um, it, it depends on the it depends on on your on your. Um, on how the how the team is how how the team is trying like if you, if you have dedicated tester but it will be always it, it will be always welcome i guess from 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 uh, from front end developer to to help a little bit or either with setting 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 up or even if you have tester around uh, they will probably ask you to maybe I don't know. Add some classes or add some attributes to your elements. So this is something something that is um, that is definitely like overlapping with uh, uh, with, with front end. So uh, so yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's a helpful overview. Great. And so, what would you say, in your opinion, are some of the best processes or best practices to go about software testing in QA? Or, in other words, are there any um, any big issues or roadblocks that you've ever come across, or tips on how to kind of stay successful? Um, like best practices that come to mind. Uh, well, I I, I think the uh, like in in the team I'm uh, I'm working already like eight years i i was let's say the one pushing for for uh, for like improving quality and some kind of automated uh, 
quality assurance, but still it takes a lot of um, willpower maybe just to it, like test unit test or, or write, uh, writing unit test or writing E2E. It's, it's, it's not the most glamorous part of the job. It's, it's sometimes it feels often uh, repetitive and well, it's usually, especially for E2E, you're quote unquote already done with the feature and then you have to add, um, add and then you are adding tests and it's it's usually like if it's afternoon, then then you maybe feel lazy. But I, I, I found it sometimes it's just worth doing a little bit of effort for forcing myself to and even even though I was pushing for this kind of um, improvement to be to be to be to be done, it's it took it, it was still sometimes difficult for me, and I was still kind of hoping that somebody will force me in the pull request to kind of like add the tests when I was um, when I was clearly not 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 um, uh, not doing enough. Uh, it's definitely for for creating unit tests. It's it's. When when I'm kind of like exploring a new thing, when I when I'm when I'm not when I'm not sure if what I'm doing will work, uh, that's not a moment. That's not a place for for using like test driven development. But when I when I already have pretty much good understanding of what's what's happening and and how it should be, uh, how it could be solved, then I'm then I think it's just more productive to write uh, unit tests. And uh, and code at the at the same time, and uh, and for like the well, everybody's using some ticketing uh, some ticketing system. Uh, with that team, we are using uh, Jira. So uh, usually, I'm even when I for writing uh, E two E when I'm I'm when I'm kind of lazy for 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 kind of for for making the test immediately when i with the feature i'm i'm just making like a sub uh, subtask to the to whatever task i was i was working working on and and i'm make this subtask to kind of like add the e2e uh test slightly later uh and this is this is <laughs> this is something that that like for, for me for me it works pretty well because when when i have a ticket i I, I feel like mm, like there is something I should deliver, and uh, and and there is no way of of kind of cheating and and just pretending that that there is no feature that uh, that it's worth testing. E two E in general are kind of they are they are expensive in a in a sense that they take a, they take sometimes to like sometimes it takes a, a lot of time to write them uh it they are much slower than um, than um uh than unit tests so i i'm 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 very much in favor of of, of writing e2e but I, I i have seen e2e being overdone just like i don't know some like i, I think with e2e i would focus on, on on like like a happy flow for the for the user so like a, if we if we have a if if we if we have a shop online shop uh, application, I would make sure that that the customer is able to to pick a product uh, and buy it, and not necessarily I don't know every every edge cases of I don't know applying discount coupons or whatever because well depending 
what resources we have, but like especially especially the happy flow, the the the, the flow that is necessary for um, uh, for the company to make money. That that should be that should be tested. But um, like those those edge cases, they are probably it will be easier to test them precisely with with um, with unit testing, with all the let's say uh, rounding rounding issues you could have with with like discounts or or or, or whatever. And uh, at the same time, like the the growing as your application grows, you will have more and more uh, tests like kind of piling up uh with, with like the 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 job i have mentioned before it's it's been like 8 years since we uh since we are working together and it's i think around 400 e2e pretty much running on every on every single uh, commit so that's that's a lot and at some point um uh, it, it, it's, it 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 just takes time and and as your as the number of tests is growing then you see, then you find yourself in a situation when when it's getting to be either too slow or too uh too slow so slow that it that it starts to impact your productivity so then it's kind of a time for for trying to improve the uh improve the performance or start running tests in parallel and uh, and 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 this can get kind of complicated if you if you are running on some kind of um uh continuous integration agents and it's it's i i, I think with testing in with 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 quality assurance and especially with with uh, e2e tests as you as your solution is growing and as you kind of uh, as you have those 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 challenges cha challenges uh uh popping up actually it's getting pretty complex and uh, you are for example if you are getting to uh if you wanted to to get into it and you just started with with uh, with testing if you go if you really go deep into uh into into testing you will have like a lot of things to learn like from from docker from continuous integration uh, solution a lot of tools that you that you can can be using for testing for that's that it 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 is it, is like a world of its own and it's um, it, it's definitely worth exploring yeah that's that's really helpful and it sounds like as you mentioned with with 8 years under your belt you've probably experienced some ups and downs that that come along with the software testing and learned um sort of the best tips and and things to um, you know, to make sure that you don't come across those roadblocks again. And would you say that there's any specific like software tools or um, technologies that have really helped with this process? Uh, so, so like, because I uh, because I'm working with with Angular JS for for a long time, I was I was mostly using Protractor tests, uh, Protractor like test runner. It's it's running on Selenium. It actually improved over the years quite a lot because it, it used to it used to require Java, which was which was probably the only tool on my on my on my stack that that required Java. So, so it, yeah, it, I I have to I have to figure out how to how to install it and which version is correct and and whatnot. Uh, right now, if I remember correctly, um, 
Selenium doesn't doesn't require Java anymore, but anyway, like Protractor is going to it's kind it's it's it didn't got any updates for for the last uh, two or three years and it's it will be it will be most likely deprecated soon uh the tool i well i discovered i i started using like maybe a year or a and or a year and a half ago it's it's cypress and uh, after like with all my experience with with protractor and like six years of, of kind of uh dealing with all the all the weird quirks of of kind of building tests with with protractor cypress was really really impressive at at first i was kind of well when i was reading about um when i was doing my my quick reads about 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 the la landscape of of e2e when i when i learned that protractor is going to to be deprecated at first cypress i was I was kind of suspicious because it's like okay, that's um, is like it's it's made for it's made by a commercial company. They have some kind of uh, cloud offering, so like it's it's great that they have um, that they have so uh, so nice nice features. But like probably everything everything worth mentioning is is part of the uh, paid package or or whatever they have uh, they they have with the in in the in the in the cloud offering but actually it, it turns out not to be true there there is there is some some use um, uh some value that the that the that the cloud is offering but actually like most of the of the of the things that i i was really happy about like uh, recording the screen like having the ability of of just kind of like scrolling scrolling back in time to see what to see how the how the application uh, what we had on the screen as the as the tests were running all those things are kind of just available for whoever uh, is running uh, is using cypress for 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 running uh, e2e so uh, right right now i'm 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 very happy with cypress and it's like i'm really impressed with with how much this space mat matured from from let's say uh, I don't know ten years ago or maybe even more when it was uh, every like when when Selenium was pretty much the only uh, the only av available tool and everything felt kind of uh, kind of hacky. So uh, so yeah now now is now is much better and I think that right now we don't have we don't really have excuses as a, as a developers to say like oh no the there is there is no way of testing uh, testing applications in browser actually yeah there there are very good tools that uh that can be that can be used and that 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 will make it very easy for um, uh for debugging like what one one scenario that i i found very painful with my with my previous with my previous setup was that it's 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 if you have test failing on your machine uh then it's you, you just rerun it until well you're you tweak it and rerun it as uh, as often as necessary and uh, and then you have uh, then you have solution you commit it and and that's it so that's that's an easy case and um and not so easy case is when you have um when the test is flaky because instead of running it once and seeing the issue you probably need need needs need to run it like 10 times 
and then uh, it will it will fail once or twice so this is already kind of much more annoying for 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 troubleshooting and the worst worst possible case is when you have test that is like well uh flaky or not flaky but 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 the issue only happens on on uh, on your ci uh, server so this is this, this, that was that was my my of often my pain that i was having a test that is failing on uh, continuous integration it's like there is some log that is kind of uh well saying something like there uh, a given element cannot be clicked because it's not on the screen or something is on top of it or or something like okay of course it was wrong because on that this this button should be there but uh, but it wasn't but like having it as a starting point of troubleshooting where it, where it could be so many many things that went wrong something like uh, on the on the login procedure or like whatever was done before that part of the of the test just troubleshooting from this from this very limited uh limited log was um, was difficult well difficult uh slash impossible but so so in protractor at some point we we with my team we've been we've been just kind of trying to save screenshots in case of when the test was failing like in a in a with the hope that okay maybe on the screenshot there will be some some information uh, maybe this well maybe maybe it will it will help for 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 finding the the root cause root root cause of um of a of a failing test uh so that was helping a little bit but it was kind of like um, ad hoc solution just made just a configuration that we did and actually what 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 um, what Cypress gives you like out of the box is just by by default it's recording like let's say videos of the tests running so you can just keep those videos on your on your uh, continuous integration if there is some some situation like this that some test is just failing only on CI and maybe only from time to time then you just when when it happens you go you you see the um, you see what was happening when when it failed and it provides so 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 much more, more detail and usually you have something to just like i don't know you see if it was application uh, failing to start or if it was um, some some other some, sometimes like um, some some pop up uh, showing up or, or or whatever that that made it um, made it a screen look differently than what the test was expecting so uh so this is something I, I really, I really, uh, really enjoy about about Cypress, and uh, and as a kind of like a side note, I it's it's sometimes tem very tempting, especially if if you are tired and and you are sure that you know perfectly what's happening, uh, is often tempting just to just to brush off the failing test and it's like oh that's um yeah that's that's a that's a that's a that's a flaky test just this let's disable it and uh and and just commit it as it is and just let it go we like we shouldn't spend too much time on 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 on, on fighting with our testing infrastructure but in in 
in i'm i'm very reluctant to do to 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 do something like this and i'm i'm very uh and sometimes i i was really unhappy with seeing my my work colleagues just kind of being very um uh, very re very relaxed about about letting those things happen like this because often when i was when i put this effort of like i don't know spending two or four hours or sometimes maybe even days of chasing some some test flakiness there were there was something behind it so it it could be that it it, it was often it was often something that we didn't know about our testing infrastructure so it was more investment into uh into kind of like keeping keeping the uh the, the testing uh testing stack up to date but sometimes it was like some issue that could happen with uh with customers the same like i don't know one once in thousand times the the application was not starting or, or things like this and it's um if you if you are serious about about making about keeping the the high quality uh it's better to just fix those things and uh, and and have your application uh, working correctly like always yeah those are thank you those are some really helpful tips um and thanks for going more in depth into that i i have i've seen people talking about cypress more and more um have never checked it out myself but um i think that's probably becoming quickly becoming one of the tools of choice in this area yeah. um, i'm excited i know i know you mentioned that you're you're writing a little bit about this topic right now and maybe um building some courses related to it so excited to see kind of what you um what content you release around this because it's it's a really helpful topic um i know you've also talked about how um communication and writing skills are so important especially when it comes to remote work tracking issues things like that um, I've, our company has been working remote ever since the pandemic hit, we're actually about to be going back into an office, which I'm super excited about, but, um, I definitely agree there that having some sort of writing and, and communication skills is one of the best ways to keep things flowing. Um, because obviously you can't just walk into an office of someone next door and have the conversation. You have to figure out how to say what you need to say on Slack or on email or write a blog or whatever you need to do. So, um, would love to hear just from a high level some of your thoughts around around that in terms of like what you've learned, how to how to improve those writing skills or how to keep up with your writing skills to sort of help with all those different areas of remote work and communication. Uh, like I I I, th I think I think like well I I I totally agree that like writing is very important for developers and I think it's. Uh, like I think often people are are kind of under underestimating uh, writing just because like it's not uh, no it's um, let's say soft skill but actually you have to be you have to be able to to well programming is writing as well right so all the all the things all the all the advices you have for writing just kind of making making it easy to follow like not not using over complete not not keeping your your uh paragraphs short, short like using sentences using short sentences things that are like you you could you could kind of map all the uh all the advices for for writing well on and and advices for writing for coding well as a 
there, there is some overlap for sure. And uh, and like comic, like I think everybody was sometimes at the at the meeting that was that felt like a waste of time that that you could just think that like God, this this meeting could have been like a, a an email thread or or maybe even one email or or some memo that was uh, that would be sent to people and uh, to to be able to to kind of save everybody's time writing is very helpful right because instead of uh coming coming to a to a uh, to a meeting or 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 call, calling your colleague on a uh, getting your colleague on on a call uh you can just send them all your doubts document like what you're thinking document um uh doc document the issue uh make your point uh, very well understood send it uh have them read it and and then meet to kind of discuss things so this is this is a way how you how you could just uh, like improve improve communication and and make sure that it's it's going um that the, that the time is 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 better used and especially as you have um well if you if if you want to talk with people if you want to talk with people who are kind of busy because they are like hiring hierarchy hierarchy and they have like a lot of uh, issues to be resolved there is a lot of things coming to them it it it, it makes sure it, it makes sense to just kind of make it make it easier for them to to learn about your issue uh, to learn about your pro problem and just be uh, be able to kind of res uh, respond to it to in a in a, a asynchronous manner and uh, and like the alternative of of writing just coming uh, coming somewhere and on the spot uh improvising whatever that's <laughs> that just feels like a waste of time right if you uh like in programming we are dealing like in programming like with building applications like technical issues or or like the the like there is a lot of things that are kind of complicated and uh, and there are better uh but better, better ways of of talking about comp uh, complicated things than than just improvising uh, a speech on a on a spot and uh, one of those uh one, one of those uh, more efficient way of communicating is is writing and i think it's is like very important for developers to be able to communicate in writing uh efficiently because there is no way you will you will uh, uh there is no way of avoiding avoiding it in in if you somehow if somehow you manage not to write emails not to write tickets not to write comments at some point you will have to write the, the like <laughs> a, a, a comment a comment on on, on the code and uh, and yeah you as a developer you will write anyway there is there is no way uh, there there is no way out of it yeah yeah that's you make a good point and i think um you know there's a common theme with a lot of folks a lot of developers that i talk to with saying like hey you have to start somewhere so if you hate writing or you're afraid to write in public or something there's so many platforms like hashnode dev.2 hacker noon um, so many other blogging platforms and things where you can just get started and practice and 
write some blogs about things you know about or do some research and write a blog about something you're learning. And then you can ask people for their honest feedback. I see people do that all the time. Like, hey, really want your feedback, whether it's good or really bad about how can I improve my writing skills? Here's like a short piece, um, even if it's just a couple of paragraphs. So I think for, for people listening, like there's lots of ways to get started and get feedback, even if it's not from your team internally or your company, there's such a big community online that can help you build those skills as well yeah that that's that that's true and and one thing i i, I think that like it can be that some people are underestimating how much work is how much work it takes to write because uh, like this is how how you are refined it is not only it's not only a skill it's 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 a time you are spending on uh on on the thing you are writing like you've if you are trying to do, if you are trying to write something like very well, like you first have a draft, then you review that that draft, then maybe the next day you are kind of like editing it again, and on every on every stage, you put some uh, thinking into 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 that piece, and uh, and it's writing well is just time consuming, so uh, so like don't ex don't expect that. Or maybe, maybe, maybe at some point, but I, I, I'm definitely not there yet to be able to, to craft like I don't know four, two pages or 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 four pages within like half an hour or or an hour and, and be really happy with with it. It's, it's time. You have to invest time to to get a, uh, get a good results. But again, this is this is, especially if you are if you are writing. Let's say for um, for for uh, higher apps at your company, or you're writing something that will be read by many many people. It's it's just good investment for of 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 the of, of your time. It's good invest. It's it's good investment to spend more time writing to make sure that the ten or twenty or hundred people who are going to read it, they will read it and understand your point uh, the way you want to transmit it. So it's it take it takes time. I think there are no um, uh, the it, it takes time, but often it's it's just worth it. So and it takes practice as well. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like with anything. It takes practice. You have to start somewhere. And mm -hmm. I think people always appreciate the effort. It's better to make the effort. And, and try then to just not try it all. And, and as you said, a lot of people probably do underestimate. Um, I think people get, you know, imposter syndrome and think that they, they can't do something if they don't have formal training or something, but um, really anyone can, can do anything that they want to do. You don't have to have like a certain label or a certain qualification. Mm -hmm. So if you think you want to be a blog writer, but you have never written before, then you can just write a blog and then you're a blog writer. It's pretty straightforward. So um, I think those are good tips. Um, great. Well, these have all been, all been really helpful. And uh, for anyone listening, I'll be sure to put links um, to get in touch in the show notes, or if you want to check out his blog or anything like that. Um, one, one question I always like to ask folks also is if you have any um, languages or frameworks or other types of tools, technologies that you're really excited about right now, even if it's totally outside of software testing or whether it's related to software development or not, like any technologies that you're really excited about right now or wanting to learn over the next few months, um, it's a really great way for me and the audience to kind of 
learn about what, what we should be keeping our eye open for or keeping on our radar? Oh, uh, that's a, I, I agree that's a, that's a good question, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'm too lazy or, or too complacent. I, I'm kind of happy with the, actually, like, in a way I will be, I think I will be learning like I, the newer Angular, Angular without the JS. Uh, it's been a long time when I, uh, when, uh, since I've been doing the, uh, Angular JS development, it's, it's still around. There are companies, uh, there are businesses running on it, but, uh, well, it's deprecated already for, uh, I think it was from the beginning of this year. Uh, so yeah, like as, uh, I, I'm, I don't want to become like a new, new age uh, COBOL developer, just spending all my life um, <laughs> with, with a legacy system and, and just kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, getting stuck in it. I I will be probably getting more up to speed with, 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 um, with newer Angular. Uh, I'm, I'm just like more on a, let's say, uh, uh, as a, as a let's say research or own curiosity i've been checking checking other other uh uh e2e tools and uh, and yeah like there is there is, there are some other tools i like um play playwright i, I playwright with, with which i was playing around recently or or nightwatch i i will be checking out but uh, like i i think with technicals if I were recommending something, something people to learn is just like not only there are not only technical skills. So it's it's good to kind of kind of grow your your profile more and uh, more broadly, and uh, and I think like communication is is always uh, is always help helpful. Uh, yeah, in in this or any other space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a great reminder. And I, I like that you started by answering that question with the fact that you're pretty content or happy with um, the tools and technologies that there already are. Because I, I don't hear people say that often because I think there's a lot of pressure to be constantly learning and staying on top of everything that's coming out. But that's that would take so much time and you still have to yeah. work and get, and get your job done. And so if you're happy with the tools you have and it's working, then um, you know, no need to, to waste your time trying to learn like every single new framework comes out or whatever it may be. So I think that's kind of a good reminder of, of what this, I think the saying is, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So <laughs> I yeah, and, and, that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I think with, with like kind of pressure to learn new stuff, it, it's good that you're, it's good if somebody is doing it on a, let's say private or, or maybe not even private, but like as a side project, maybe even inside the um, the company or, or or on the company time time, but actually it's it's if it, if it's uh, if you just squeeze new technologies into already existing stack just because you want to learn them, that's that's probably not a not a good 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 long term strategy for the. Uh, for the company and for the team to just have a manageable stack. Right. So learning is good, but like using existing cool uh, existing tools and learning them well, it's it's probably better. Yeah, yeah. It's it's 
it's all about balance. I think there's, there's definitely like some folks I follow on Twitter that I think people go to, to get their latest opinion of, of everything that's, that's coming out. But I'm sure for the most part, people just wait, let other people test it out Mm -hmm. some time and then see if people are still talking about it. (laughs) Yes. if, If it makes sense. So Awesome. Well, this has been um, a really great and informative chat. I really appreciate you taking the time. As I mentioned, I'll put any links in the show notes. So as always, if people listening have any follow-up questions or feedback or anything, we always encourage you to get in touch with either me or with Martine or or anytime we have a guest, you know, feel free. I think people love to hear follow-up questions or anything like that. So um, really appreciate you taking the time and I look forward to keeping in touch. Cool. Thanks. See you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to Select Star, your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places. Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperDB.io.